October 26th, 2023 from The Daily Stoic. Three parts, one aim. The best and the greatest number of authors have asserted that philosophy consists of three parts, the moral, the natural, and the rational. The first puts the soul in order. The second thoroughly examines the natural order of things. The third inquires into the proper meaning of words and their arrangements and proofs, which keep falsehoods from creeping in to displace the truth from Seneca, from Moral Letters. These three parts, the moral, the natural, and the rational, have one aim. As different as they are, they have the same purpose, to help you live a good life ruled by reason, not in the future, but right now. You're either a complete newbie to content or you've gotten a little bit lost along the way where you're like, there's so much outside noise. I need like something to anchor into. I've created exactly that for you. It's called the content playbook. These are my six pillars that I come back to time and time again. They're going to be absolutely perfect if you don't know where to start or equally if you've gotten a little bit lost along the way. Go and find it at The Lily Homes on Instagram. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so happy that you are here. Before we jump into things, an update on my life, on my week. It is October 26th, like I mentioned, and this week is testing week at the gym. It's the final testing week of the year. It happens a few times a year to just test sort of where we're at, what's working, what needs improving, and sort of sets the tone for the next block of programming until we have testing week again so it's just such a cool week and it's everything strength and conditioning we're hitting um rms like our biggest weight that we've ever ever lifted and it's honestly the most incredible week like it's so nerve-wracking to start the week because you know that you have to go as hard as you can in the cardio days you have to lift as heavy as you ever have in the strength days like it's it's full on and it's it's a big expectation to yourself to just see what you're capable of and just like give it a red hot crack and like I said at the start it's so nerve-wracking and then it's just like the best environment that I've ever experienced in my life like everyone is just cheering each other on like literally like screaming for people to like go harder and to keep pushing and to keep going and it's like you have to you have to experience it like to to actually understand it but it's it's the biggest evidence for me where environment has such a huge impact and I just know for a fact that I wouldn't I wouldn't naturally go as hard or push as much or lift as heavy if I weren't, wasn't surrounded by the people that I am at the gym. It's just like honestly the best place in the world and everyone says the same thing as well. It's just like the coolest community. So if you're not going to the gym, going for runs, doing some kind of movement or some kind of group exercise, like I highly recommend it. It's just it's so rewarding. It's so inspiring like seeing everyone just absolutely send it is is yeah just so inspiring like I said and the adrenaline has been pumping and let me tell you we are absolutely fried like we are absolutely cooked it's only Thursday today we've still got tomorrow to go but I woke up this morning had the tightest back in the world that I couldn't um couldn't really train much this morning but it's just been amazing and I'm excited to finish tomorrow really strong and and just be able to say that we've done we've never done a full benchmark week Tom and I we've only done little snippets of the strength days but I don't think 
Um, we've done much of the cardio days at all. And today, I mean, tomorrow we'll mark five full days in a row doing the the testing which is a massive achievement for us because like you guys might remember only a few weeks ago we started going every single day consecutively for the first time ever so 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 proud of us so so proud of tom he is lifting so much fucking weight it blows my mind he's i'm pretty sure he might be lifting the most in terms of squats at the gym from what i can think of there might be a few afternoon guys um that lift heavy but it's so cool being able to watch him and just everyone else as well and yeah i just feel really lucky to be a part of it so that's my week i'm absolutely fried but in the best way possible the best reason to feel like this so if like i said if you're not a part of something bigger it might be a run club it might be a yoga studio it might be like a golfing group whatever it is just find your people and find a I would suggest a physical activity because it's the best test of your mind and it's the coolest connection piece with other people without being able to even explain it it's just like the best but Let's talk sales. I want to talk about sales 101 in the most easiest form ever because I think there can be a lot of confusion when it comes to sales. I think people get a little bit lost in all of the jargon or the business stuff or the thousands of pieces of content about how to grow your business that I want to just make it really easy for you. So you just have one, two, maybe three things to focus on. So I think the first thing to think of when it comes to sales is kind of getting more specific around, do you want more sales? Do you want more clients? Do you want more customers? Do you want them to be spending more? Do you want to lift your prices? There's many different variables we get to play with. And I spoke about those three things um, a few episodes back which will help you guys so much so head back to actually let me find the episode episode number 85 head back to that and you'll be able to hear more about sort of the three ways that you can grow your business again in a really easy way so first thing is sort of establishing that that's going to give you answers for sort of where to go to next but if we're talking about sales in general what it really flags to me is potentially a visibility issue a visibility thing that we get to look at a constraint where you really just need more eyeballs on your business so that more people can buy from you it might be as simple as that and like I know shock horror but what I'm going to say is content because there's a few other options you can play with that I haven't actually played with yet so I I obviously can't speak to them things like cold calling or like door knocking, things like that, maybe paid advertising, that's another option. And then content's going to be the the biggest thing that's going to help you so much. And you have all the evidence in the world, like go and scroll on Instagram or TikTok for even a hot second. And you will see how much money people are making, how many clients people have, how big they're growing their business to just from content. Like it is massive. And I know that you know that because you are listening to this, you want to grow your business. This is what it takes. And it's funny because when I say this is what it takes, it's like, it doesn't take you a marathon. It doesn't take you having to go to war. It's like what it takes is clicking a button every day. That's it. Like that is it. So don't overcomplicate it. When we're thinking about sales, like I said, it flags to me a visibility issue. So the more people that know you exist, 
likely the more sales you're going to have. Equally, if you're also nurturing them, have a really good product, a really good buying process, all of the things, they're also going to stick around and be return customers or and or be referrals for you as well. So that's a whole other conversation in itself. But when we talk about lead building, what it looks like is you need more eyeballs. More eyeballs come from content. So what I would do is I would choose one platform. If you're not on any yet or you're not posting much, I would choose one platform that's going to be your main platform where majority of your clients or customers are looking for you or are existing because sometimes buyers aren't actually physically looking for you because they they aren't problem aware or solution aware either, right? So sometimes they're not actively like searching you into the search bar, but if they were to come across you, they might actually use your service, right? So if we think about someone who... Um, has like gut health issues they might actively search for a gut health professional whatever that label is a dietitian a nutritionist or something along those lines they might actively search for that but someone who is selling um let's say like a bottle opener something like a bottle opener right you're not going to actively necessarily hunt for a bottle opener or let's say it's like a drink bottle or a um, piece of jewelry. You might not necessarily be actively searching that, but if you as a consumer were to come across that, you might buy it, right? So those are the two type of buyers. They're either actively searching you or they're not, right? So either way, think about where your clients or your customers are existing. So for example, I wouldn't say when when i was wanting to build my my wedding flower business at the start i was thinking okay where are brides looking for a wedding florist or where are they existing they're probably not on linkedin right doesn't really make sense instagram pinterest tiktok those are sort of going to be your best bet and then i chose instagram went hard on that and then branched out let's say you are an interior designer you're probably not going to be focusing so much on yeah LinkedIn or threads or Twitter. You'd more likely be focusing on those visual platforms like Pinterest, Instagram, even TikTok as well. If you're a photographer, you're probably going to be focused again on Pinterest or Instagram. They, they are built for photos. TikTok, yes, to a point, but they're, they're mainly videos as well, but you could definitely be on there as well. So it's just thinking about, okay, what am I selling? What's my product or service? And who am I actually selling it to? Where are they actively looking for me or existing? How can I choose one platform? Right? Think of that one, whatever one comes to mind. Make that a well-oiled machine, right? So just focus on that, getting consistent, getting volume of content out refining your brand, doing all of the things, and then start branching out. The reason I say that is because if if right now you're not posting much, you're, you're inconsistent, you don't have much volume. If I say go and post on TikTok and Pinterest and LinkedIn and threads and Instagram and YouTube and YouTube shorts all at the same time, you're probably going to not be consistent and only sort of half ass each of them, which is going to give you not many results on anything. So I'd rather you put all of your energy and focus into one platform. This is what I did and it worked for me anyway. And then I could become really consistent only have to focus on one sort of type of content as in 
post stories reels as opposed to like YouTube shorts and long form videos and TikToks and all of the things. It was nice just being able to focus on one and then branching out from there. The cool thing too is that once you establish your brand and you become a bit well-known, a bit of a name, you've got a bit of a following, then you can also bring that audience along with you to the other platform. And then you're kind of leveraging your original platform to start building the other one, as opposed to starting from scratch on all of the platforms. So that sort of platforms out of the way, choose one, go hard. In terms of creating content, it's then just volume, consistency, and really thinking about brand. I think brand is the part where I went wrong for so long. I was very unintentional with what I was posting in terms of the the tone of voice, the language, the, the visuals, the imagery, the way that I was presenting myself as a human when I was on there as well, what I was speaking to, the conversations that I was having, like there's so many different parts that come into brand, the values, the messaging, the, I wanted to reflect a certain price point. I wasn't doing that at the start. So it's just thinking about brand and how can you put out what you want to get back? So if you're right now thinking, I really want more sales. Okay. How much content am I creating? How could I start to double, triple, quadruple that volume? Because as soon as you start to do that, you can then start refining. I think people want to refine before they've actually built the thing. It doesn't make any sense. It's like trying to fix a car that isn't in front of you that doesn't exist. It it doesn't actually make any sense. So If you're at the the very start initial phases where you're like, I really want to grow this thing, brand is so important. You have to build the brand, but don't get caught up in like the tiny, like picking the logo a thousand times and changing the font a billion times and posting one piece of content and being hyper vigilant to that one piece of content. And if it doesn't go well, you make it mean something about yourself. Instead, just think, how can I create volume with this thing and and get the ball rolling? And then I can refine from there because I'll have the data to actually look at. I'll actually have the car in front of me to fix the bits and pieces. I'm not trying to fix something that hasn't been built yet, right? This is where I see a lot of people get stuck. They're like, what am I doing wrong? I'm like, we need more data. We need to know what we're actually looking at to then be able to change things around. And it's not going to look like posting for a hot sec. It's not going to look like posting for a week or two weeks. I'm talking consistent every single day for three, six, nine, 12 months. Like, don't ask what's wrong until you've done it every single day for three months. Then we get to look at it. It it is a difference between how, like, what else can I do? Like, what's some, what's some new ideas that I can think of? What's some extra things that I can add on to the other pieces of content, right? That's perfect. That's actually moving from a place of hunger and wanting to make things better as opposed to I've posted one piece of content. It didn't slap what's happening. Because that's actually what people do. They post one thing and then they're so hyper vigilant to it where it's like, okay, I haven't posted in two weeks. I just posted this one piece of content. It got no likes, no engagement, nothing. Okay, there must be something wrong with me. There must be, my brand must suck. No one wants to buy from me. 
I'm like, you have to keep posting and build that volume because the cool thing is as soon as you do that and you start creating more and more content, you're going to start to find your voice. You're going to start to actually refine your language because you've done it so many times. It's like, think about training. If I want to train for a marathon, each time I go for my runs on on my training, I'm going to get different pieces of data that I can go, okay, let's set this pace. Let's um, let's run for this amount. Let's change the shoes that I'm wearing. Let's eat this before I go or after I go or whatever it may be. You get to start changing the pieces of data based on the fact that you're still moving, you're still training. So I could do three runs and then go, okay, which one's feeling good? Which one did well? And then we get to add from there. Rather than starting from the starting point, never having gone on a run and being like, oh, what should I change? It's like there's nothing to change because we we haven't done the thing yet. So that's my next point. Choose your platform. Start creating volume by being consistent, by posting every day. There's going to be people coming into your world without a doubt if you're posting every day. And it's so funny because I reckon 1% of people who are listening to this podcast will actually post every day. And if you are posting every day and you're not seeing the results coming for a long period of time, then we get to change. Then we get to go, okay, what's actually not working? Because you've done it so many times, you've now got the data to look at where it's like, okay, what performed really well? What didn't perform really well? How could I actually add things in, change things around? And once you jump into master the game, you're just going to actually know exactly all of the tools and tricks on what to add to get more engagement anyway. So if you're doing all of that and you're being consistent and you are creating volume, without a doubt, you are going to grow, but you have to let that compounding effect take place. So let's recap. You've chosen your platform. Let's say it's Instagram. You are now posting consistently every day and creating that volume right? So it might not be once every day. It might be multiple times a day. It might be across posts, stories, and reels. You might change up the different types and textures that you're using, the different hooks that you're using, right? Everything that you can learn in master the game. And then now you've got the volume, right? Volume, consistency, people are going to start moving in if you're doing it with all of the tools and tricks. So now that you've got that, it's then looking at the buying process from Instagram, right? Instagram's like a little free lead magnet where they're getting a taste for for what you have to offer and then they're going to move in as opposed to them not knowing you exist and then getting like a referral, a word of mouth, something like that, and then jumping straight into an inquiry or a, a purchase or a jumping on the website. Instead, Instagram acts as a lead magnet where people can get that taste for what it's like. So what it looks like next is starting to bring in direct selling into your content. So you're posting consistently, you're posting every day. That's going to build a really strong connection. Now, if we throw in direct selling into the mix, sales are going to start coming through. So what it looks like is firstly, making sure the buying process is as clear as day so that when I land on your page, I know what you sell right? As in, it might be a niche. Let's say you're a florist. It might be events and weddings. It might be retail. It might be funerals. It might be corporates, 
whatever it is, it might be the niche of the thing and also the actual products that you sell as well. It's the same if you are a gym owner, it might be, okay, we do, um, we do strength and conditioning, we do hit sessions, we do um, a CrossFit styled session and a booty session, right? Whatever it looks like, it might be something like that, but that's kind of like your niches that you play with. So think of what you sell in terms of a, a bigger picture, bird's eye view, chunky pillars of what you sell. So for example, me as a mindset and business coach, that's exactly what I sell. I sell business strategy in terms of sales and marketing and content and brand and all of the things. And then also the mindset part of things, the frequency, the human, the resilience, the grip, that kind of stuff, right? So that's sort of bigger picture overview, making sure that that is so crystal clear for when people land on your page. The next part is is looking at the actual nitty gritty of the things that you sell that come underneath that umbrella, underneath that niche. So if we go back to the retail florist, it would be all of your products that are in your product suite. I see this so often when I land on an Instagram page, you're a retail florist, but I can't see a single bunch that you sell. I can't see a single option of an actual bouquet that I can I can point at and go, I want that. That's what you want to create, right? Same with myself. Like you'll see in all of the highlights, you've got all of the, the different offers that you can jump into, most of them. Same if you're a gym owner, I'd have each of the sessions in the highlights or on the page or the timetable, the schedule, the something that shows the different things that you offer. If you're a graphic designer and you're working with like websites and copywriting, something like that, then it's showing the actual options that they have. Is it a one-to-one strategy session? Is it a three-month block of X, Y, and Z? Is it a discovery call and then a blah, blah, blah? It's sort of showing the, the nitty gritty, not selling on the details, but having the details very, very clear in terms of what the person can buy, because that is the point of them being on your Instagram is so that they can go, Here's a very clear thing where they can point and go, I want that thing, right? It needs to be so, 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 so crystal clear. So crystal clear. If you take anything from this, make it so clear what you sell, who you're selling to, and the, the nitty gritty of it as well. Like I said, it's not to sell on the details, right? I don't want you to focus on like, you get four calls and you get 13 days of this access and whatever. It's more so just making sure that people can look at it and look at the options. If not, then at least obviously on a website, a checkout page, uh, in your DM, something else. So imagine this, right? On your Instagram, you've got it in your bold title, you've got it in your bio, you've got it in your highlights, you've got it in your pinned posts, you're, you're speaking about it in your posts all the time in terms of the thing that you sell, the actual product or service that you sell. Then once they 
you actually need to go through the customer journey of what they would do next, right? Have one call to action. Do you want them to click on the website? Do you want them to DM you? Do you want them to call you, email you? What does that actually look like in terms of them taking that action from being an eyeball to a warm lead? What does that actually look like? So let's say it's that you want them to head to the website. You've got that in your bio and then in the, the link, your website link is there. Once they click on the website link, what does it then look like when they land on the website? Again, is it crystal clear that if they want to buy now, if they want to click on the thing, if they want to inquire, is that right there? So, so crystal clear. So now that that's set up and the rest of it is set up as in like the next parts as well, because that's a whole other conversation in itself. Now, when we start to insert direct selling as in, hey, buy my thing on stories on, you know, including links, it might be talking them into a sale. It might be a, as in like you're, you're telling a story about a client who's absolutely killing it right now. And then you lead them into a sale with a link, a, hey, this is who it's for, right? Having some actual text on stories, speaking them into the sale, right? That's an option. It might be on the feed within call to actions. It might be in reels, same thing, having call to actions in the caption or on the video or on the screen or in the highlights. Like there's so many little pockets on Instagram that you can play with in terms of direct selling. And when I speak to direct selling, I mean, it is literally like buy my thing as opposed to indirect selling, which is more so like connection building and trust and speaking to it, but not directly asking for a sale, right? But in this, I want you to think about direct selling. So let's recap overview. You've chosen your platform. Now you're consistent on the platform. You're posting every day. Now you're creating volume on the platform. You've set up so that it's so clear on who you sell to and what they can buy from you. And then now you started to insert direct selling, just sprinkling it through daily, every couple of days, whatever it looks like for you through your content as well. If you were to do that month on end, day by day, you can not say that it is not going to work. Like there's actually just no way. Unless it comes to other variables that we can look at as well. But in terms of if you're creating the content, you're being consistent, you're actually giving them value within the content as well, which you can learn in Master the Game using all the tools and trips and tips on what to include, the different textures, the different types, brand positioning, dream clients, all of that kind of stuff. You're doing it day in and day out. You're sprinkling direct selling in there. It's like there's no way that it's not going to work unless you start questioning if it's working. That's the part where it's not going to work. The part that it's not going to work is when you do it for a hot sec and then you go, it's not working. Or you do it for a hot sec and then you go, oh, I'm bored. Or I couldn't be bothered. Or it's too hard. It's actually not hard. It just takes a little bit of time. That's it. And funnily enough, if you have no sales right now, which means you don't have many clients or as many as you want, or your business is operating really well and you want more clients, what are you doing in your day if not creating content to get more leads, to get more sales, to have more clients? Because if you, if your day was filled with clients where you didn't actually want any more sales, 
you wouldn't be asking the question, but because you don't, you aren't working with the clients. I'm like, what are you doing with your day? And I say this because that was me. <laughs> that was me. I got to the point where I was like, hmm, no sales are coming in. And then I was like, hmm, I'm also working full time for myself. What am I actually doing in my day if not working with clients? It doesn't actually make sense. If you don't have clients and you want more sales, what are you doing to get more clients into your world? And what that looks like is getting leads, getting eyeballs on your business, getting people to know that your thing exists. To do that, you have several options. Me personally, I use the option of content. It's the cheapest, it's the easiest, and for me, it's obviously been the most effective because it's been the only one I've used. I might jump into paid advertising down the track. I might do cold calls one day, who knows? But through my experience, content is where it's at. It's really, really not that hard to learn. All it takes is consistency and volume and you're golden, right? Once you know the tools and and the tricks and, and just like how to do it kind of quote unquote properly, there's no right or wrong, but more so how to do it so that it benefits you. Once you know that, and then you're just doing it day in and day out, the same that you brush your teeth, right? The same way you eat dinner every night, the same way you you go to sleep every day, the same way you create content every day, right? Once you actually make content easy, you're going to be able to do it more. So if right now you're like, it takes too long, I have no time. I want you to just challenge that for a sec. And go, what would it look like if it didn't take that much time? What would it look like if it were easy? What would it look like if I prioritized it the same that I do showing up for a client appointment? What if you prioritized it above anything else that you do in your business? I promise you, you'll actually find the time. I promise you, you'll find the answers. And I have so many ways that I can I can make content easier for you. The first way is the knowledge aspect is just knowing how to how to use it for leverage where you're not just posting random stuff every day. You're posting every day and you're posting where it's actually beneficial and is going to do something for you in your business. Like I said, there's no right or wrong, but there's definitely things that you can be doing to just benefit you right? To just give you that leverage, right? You get more for what you put in. That's what leverage is. That's what content gets to be for you. So the first part is the knowledge aspect. The second part is just looking at where you can make it easier. So for example, you could take videos of you doing whatever you're doing in your day. So right now, if you're like, I don't have the time, I'm so busy. I'm like, perfect. That means you're, you are filled from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep, with working in your business. That's what that says to me. If you are working that whole time, all day in your business, then that means that you can chuck your your phone up, click record, a snippet for 30 seconds every few hours throughout your day. That's all of your content has been made. Now, all you have to do is click the button of Instagram, go to Reels, click on the video and then all you have to do is add a caption, add text, whatever that looks like using the pillars that I teach you in Master the Game, using the different textures or the types of content. It doesn't have to connect to the video. This is where I used to get so lost, where I used to think, okay, I'm filming a video of a pink bouquet. Then the text over the top of the video and the caption 
must relate to a pink bouquet. It's almost like people use it as a description of what's in the video that doesn't have to exist. You could be you could be picking up a coffee cup. Do you know how many freaking reels and TikToks I've seen of people just picking up a coffee cup? That is it. And over the top, they're speaking about the thing that they sell or the thing that they help their client with. Gets millions of views, makes them millions of dollars, right? It's smart and it's so easy. It's so easy. You could be putting your seatbelt on in the car. That, that could be a video. That's a piece of content right there. I think where people get confused is they think that it has to take a whole day out of your week where you are thinking about what to create for the videos or for the photos to then be able to post content and the description has to match what you post. If that, if those are your rules, of course, it's going to be hard to create content. But instead, what have you thought? Okay, I'm just going to live my day the way that I live my day. I say that I'm so busy, so I must have a lot going on. Perfect. I'm going to bring my phone with me everywhere I go because I do that anyway. All I'm going to do is I don't even have to open my phone. I just have to hold down the camera button, swipe across, click on the record button, whatever I'm doing. I might be brushing my teeth. I might be putting my seatbelt on in the car. I might be um, getting product for the, the cafe that I own. I might be opening up the shop. I might be doing a hair consult with, because I'm a hairdresser and I'm with my client, right? I might be jumping on a Zoom call because I am a website designer. I might be um, at the warehouse packing the product that I sell. Whatever the thing is, just take a 15 second video, that's it. And then that's your content. So now you don't have to think about what to post as in like the actual media itself. You've already got it. And it doesn't mean you have to post it that second or that day. All you have to do is you've got that bank. And then in the the tiny little snippets throughout your day, you might be on your break. You might be watching Netflix, right? That in itself flags me. You do have time anyway, but let's say you were watching Netflix that right there is a snippet. You might be having a bath. You might be waiting for the microwave. You might be walking your dog. You might take an extra, God forbid, 15 minutes to get up earlier in the morning and just click on one of those videos that you took and then speak about the thing that you want to speak about, right? Using the pillars, the textures, the types, all of the things that we speak about in Master the Game. And then that's your content done. So I think don't get confused where it's like, I have to match the the piece of content to the description. Not at all. It can be a totally random video and then you get to say your piece. Also, don't forget, you've also got this thing called a voice and a head, right? You have a voice and a head, which means you can do talking head videos very, very, very easily. I'm sure you have a blank wall at home where you can just chuck your camera up, speak for 15 seconds, just chuck on captions. That's it. Put a sexy hook at the start. Bob's your uncle. Make it easier. Make it make sense because the easier it gets, the more you're going to do it. And for as long as you've got all of these different rules around what it has to look like and be like, and it has to match this and that, and it can't be this and it can be that. And whatever the rules are that you have right now, all it's doing is slowing you down when it comes to content and sales, right? This is sales 101. More eyeballs coming into your world. They're going to build that trust and connection through the content because you're direct selling in there. They're then going to go, oh, 
I want to learn more. I want to be in her world. I want to experience that thing that she's talking about that her client experienced. They click on the thing, they buy in, then your product or service is so damn good. Your buying process is so damn good. They have the best time. They want to come back time and time again. Like it actually just gets to be that simple which is so, so fun because it means that all of you are going to be out there just making bank and living life. And that is what we want. Okay. Question from the Facebook group. How do you feel about styled shoots and their benefit to business marketing? I've turned down two different shoots because the organizers didn't want to give me floral exclusivity. And when I expressed that it wasn't a good fit for my business, they acted, they both acted like I was out of line for not being a team player. I would love to hear your opinion on this. Yeah, really cool question. I get it all the time from florists and I think I actually prefer brand shoots as opposed to styled shoots. Reason being is that people are going to buy based on your brand, not based on necessarily a few photos that you get from a styled shoot, right? Because if you think about all of the billions of photos of flowers that are floating around, it's just another photo on their feed. But If you think of a brand shoot where you are in it, the team is in it, whatever that looks like, plus you're kind of playing with flowers and the product that you're using, I would use that in terms of marketing because people are going to then connect you to wedding flowers. It's not just another inspo photo that they can save and then take to their florist that they love because it's a brand that they love. Right. This is the way that I look at it. I think styled shoots could potentially work in terms of maybe a networking opportunity, maybe a collaboration sort of opportunity. If you are new to the industry and you're invited to a cool collaboration um, where you are exclusive, you're getting paid for it. Maybe that's a cool thing. But other than that, what I find is it's often you're the only one at the biggest loss where the celebrant just just rocks up the photographer just rocks up the cake maker makes a cake which would be the sort of the next thing the um the florist is the one that has to create the the huge arbor and create the bouquets and all of the things which not only do you have to drive to the markets and get the thing and plan it all and pay for it all and then do the labor and then do the pack down you then just get a, a couple of photos That's it. Like think of the leverage on that, not much in comparison to, I would actually say you'd be better off spending that same amount of money on hiring someone, on delegating some kind of task in your business, in getting someone to redo the website, on getting someone to create content for you. Like there's so many different ways that I would spend that money looking back at it as opposed to just on one styled shoot to get a few photos and then you just post them and that's it, right? I don't see the leverage in that at all. I don't really. People probably have. I don't really. The only other time that it might help is if you are a complete newbie and you want an opportunity to be able to create some kind of photos for the website, some kind of portfolio, something to actually post in terms of the product that you are selling, the the service that you are selling. Maybe that could help once or twice, but I think people get too caught up in them where it's like they think they need to do them over and over and over again when you as having just doing talking head videos, not having to spend a cent, not having to do all of that labor could actually go so much further than just a couple of photos of flowers. 
So what I would do is actually look at a brand shoot instead as opposed to a styled shoot so that it's more focused on you, the brand. It's all about your business. It's just going to go so much further in the long run and people are going to connect with the brand, not just with the flowers, but I have a free resource online called Flowers Don't Sell and this is what I focused on in terms of business marketing, in terms of getting my name out there. This is the stuff that I focused on. It's online. I'll leave the link in the show notes below. It's called Flowers Don't Sell. It's built for florists. That might give you a nice little place to start. In terms of the organizers giving you a bit of heat for it, what it kind of shows to me and flags to me is that maybe they aren't really comfortable in leading in their business. It could just be a projection on you around that. I think it's really cool that you can actually really lead in business. I've been talking about leading a lot lately because I find that a lot of the answers are in leading or not in business. And I think it's really cool that you have done exactly that right? You've held the standard where this is what you expect for for the way that people move in your world and anything else you're just not going to entertain. I think that's a really powerful position to be in. And I think it's just really interesting to see the way that people do behave and move based on the way that you're moving. The other part to look at is you could just create content and absolutely crush any of your competition, right? Anyone who's doing styled shoots, you could just create content where you're talking to the camera and absolutely crush it and then see what they'll say. It is recommendation time. And I sort of, um, recommended the gym at the start of this. And I want to stick with that, whether it is the gym, if it's running, if it is swimming, if it's yoga, Pilates, whatever it is, go and start doing a physical activity, a physical movement and create some kind of goal, some kind of thing you want to achieve, make it a group thing, just have some kind of incentive in there so that you are just loving it. You're committed to it. You're consistent with it as well. And I promise you, like you're going to see yourself on a whole new level, which is just the best part of it. Like you have no idea how much you just learn about yourself. It's honestly just the best. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it until the day I die because It's so important. So find your thing. If it's not the gym, that's fine. Like go for, go for beach runs or go for a swim at the pool or join an Oz tag team. Like just think of something to do because I think you, it'll show you where your mindset's at in terms of resilience, in terms of grit, even in terms of commitment or accountability, or like there's just, there's so many different things that you can take out of a physical movement a physical sport I think the reason the gym is so cool is because there's so much variety in it right if you are running you're kind of just running I know there's different like you can do sprints you can do long running you can do a easy run right there's different things that you can play with same with swimming like same with golf there's different things that you can play with but I just find at the gym there's so much variety in one single session that you just never get bored of it you never go oh just another run or just another swim That's from my perspective, but equally like just choose something that you absolutely love and you get your partner involved, get your friends involved, like go to a team sort of session or a, a group like thing. Like it's just, it's the best, absolute 
best. But thank you so much for listening. Sales 101, choose your platform, start getting consistent, build up that volume, sprinkle in some direct selling, use all of the tips and tricks that you'll learn in Master the Game. Enrollments are open. I'll leave the the link in the show notes and Bob's your bloody uncle. The GOAT of online content courses is now open for enrollments. It is called Master the Game and it's going to give you so much clarity on how to move when it comes to content. This is going to help you sell your thing, whatever it is that you do sell in whatever industry that you're in so that you can get get more sales, make more money and just honestly live your best life. It is open for enrollments. Head to The Lily Homes on Instagram.